<laughs> Best sound recorder in the game. No, you're preaching to the converted. I'm already a major LG fanboy preaching to the converted. Okay, let's get it. No, let's jump into it. Mm. Episode 42 of the Overclocked. O V R C L K E D underscore Z A podcast. For, 42 is the number of perfection, so no screw ups. Right? No screw ups. I really <laughs> kind of screwed it up there at the beginning. I'm not going to lie. No, that was a bit weird. I was trying to get into it. So, Devin, uh, yes. first off. I just need to say something. I'm recording this on the LG V40. Thank you, which you also like. You have oh, one yeah. as well. We received oh, it at the launch. Great value for a flagship phone. Uh, best value. Mm. It's selling now. It's something like ten and a half thousand rand. I mean, at this, Salu City in cash. my mind, this is like a fifteen grand phone. You know, in my mind. So mm. it's got last year's specs. So it's Snapdragon 845, oh, chipset six gigs of RAM. That kills. The Adreno 560. It's the the. Why are you telling us about a six-month-old phone? Because it just received yesterday. Oh, yesterday mm. it received its Android 9 Pie ah, update. Okay. And it is now incredible value. It is almost unbeatable at its price point. Okay. You are not going to get anything else mm. that comes close to it for under 11,000 Rand sure. in this country. Agreed. Agreed. Unless we want to count my new Hisense H30, which is like a half of that price and does just about everything it does. Except and even Lindsay had to accept that the camera performance was above expectation. Yeah, it still looked like watercolors, man. Yeah. <laughs> they all look like the, watercolors. Yeah, the color reproduction was far from. No, 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 no. That's entirely subjective. I'm not buying into that. <laughs> I'm but loving, anyway, I am loving the Hisense H30. Go out and I'm get one. I'm sure you are, are but struggling we, to be available everywhere. I bashed it last week. We mm. spoke about it. Yep. Okay, other loving news. Other, obviously, I am joined as always by editor of Tech Magazine, Gavin Dudley. How Hello. are you doing? Hello. Uh, yes, so Gavin, Google Stadia is almost ready. Almost yeah. ready to come into the mainstream. Yeah, so when we don't want to hammer on because it won't be available for a while. We don't even know when or if it will roll out in South Africa. But Google Stadia, in essence, is um, thin client gaming. If nobody knows what thin client is, it means that the device you're using simply forms a network connection to a huge server uh, infrastructure on the other end, which does all the heavy lifting. So your device, if it's a phone, a tablet, a PC, is really just a sort of a terminal with all the hard work happening on the, ne the other end of the network. And uh, for gaming, this means that you could actually get into cross-platform gaming. You could play the same game on your phone, on your tablet, on your PC. And as long as you're inside a Chrome browser window, Google is now allowing you to load up many of the top-flight games, which you will have to purchase, unfortunately. But the point is, you no longer have to invest in a gaming rig. If you're a gamer, chances are you already have a PlayStation, you already have a gaming PC. But what I'm interested in is a whole new market of gamers who can now join the fray without having to invest 25,000 Rand in a PC and so on and so forth, or even 6,000 Rand in a console. With whatever device you have, you can now compete with the best on AAA games. This is the promise of Stadia. You play inside a Chrome browser window, obviously the window maximizes so you don't know you're in a Chrome browser window. But this is the idea, all the heavy lifting happening on the Google servers, just the display end of it happening on your device. This is the promise. So I, I have two questions. I have two big questions. Yes. Like, first question is, obviously this means you need super fast internet speed. Yeah. Because yeah, to play doing... at 1080 at 60 frames per second, mm. you need at least a 25 megabit per second internet connection. Okay. Okay. Which is Crazy fast. That is well, 
that is faster than what I had as my fastest connection yeah. in my area. It, it will, in South Africa, it obviously will mean a fiber connection. No kind of ADSL will get up to 25, yeah. reliably. You can run an LTE, but that's yeah. going to be super expensive. But I mean, that's what they're recommending. Chances are, in South Africa, we've, we've very seldom been able to run our games on the recommended specifications. We've always had to make do with less and even be competitive with less for most yes. of these games and the connectivity. The other so question I have is that we'll pull it off with less. Is, was this the long game? for that trash pixel slate that they put out <laughs> last year. <laughs> okay, for those who don't know, it's, it's Google's much beleaguered sort of tablety thing, I think, yeah. Yes. Mm. Is, was this the long game? Because no, it was super, no, no. it was powerful, no, I but think it just didn't do anything because Android doesn't do much in yeah, tablet no, form. The, the long game here is that you're actually going to have to well, you're not going to have to pay for the service, you're going to have to pay for the games. Yes. So it's hard to see where they're going to make their money on this, frankly, yeah, apart from you as the product and then gathering your data. Because now you can game on a Chromebook, which is incredible, and yes. I, I like that. And I've heard people do that, actually, successfully in the but demo. Devin, yeah. let's not dwell too much no, on this, because we are going to try to stick to our yes. five-minute limits this so time. So the, the Google Stadia only coming next year, and it might not be with us for a good so while after that. So Two-minute warning yes. going into Facebook Libra, Facebook's mm. cryptocurrency. Delayed later on, Kevin. Right. Well, for one thing, we're all calling it Zuckbucks. That's Mark Zuckerberg's name is uh, in incorporated in the name there. Um, cryptocurrencies, most people associate that with the high market volatility and the value of the things going up and down. Is it the future? Is it a ruse? Is it a red herring? But I think cryptocurrencies are here to stay, and the difference with Facebook's cryptocurrencies, they're pegging it to an actual value, a real-world value. So the, the value of it won't fly up and down like you associate with Bitcoin and yeah, things like so that. Yeah, so it's tied to actual assets yes, to, to stop right. it being price manipulated the way Bitcoin and, and Ethereum was yes, and yes. is still. To me, the most important thing is you'll be able to do cross-border interactions. You can send cryptocurrency to people in other countries with almost no regulation. You can buy things in other countries in a way that so many people have been unable to do without credit cards and things like that. You can now get into the cryptocurrency world and have that whole same experience without credit cards. Um, the, the, the side effect of this, which is what I'd be looking out for, is how small business owners can get their product online in a Facebook marketplace and actually conduct proper commerce with people around the world using a currency like this. Uh, that might be pie in the sky, it might be a fanciful notion, but it's an interesting idea. Okay, me. so mm. I have 30 seconds to explain all of this. Yes. In, so I, I understand a little bit of Bitcoin, I wrote a lot about it um, last year and towards the beginning of this year working on some other projects. So importantly, Bitcoin, Ethereum, cryptocurrencies are open source or at least distributed across multiple devices. So each transaction gets validated by the full computing power of the network. What Facebook is doing now is the association that controls Libra is doing the validation of the transactions as well. So each node in the ledger will be validated by the association and then everything will be updated against that. I have a little bit of a problem with that, but since they're running the association as a non-profit, um, I'm not sure of how that is all going to work out. Yes, it's supposed to be managed by the Libra Association, which yes. is a non-profit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the second question that you might have about it is, uh, so cryptocurrencies are great for doing smart contracts. So when you join up with, like you get a wallet and you start trading in the cryptocurrency, you are automatically agreeing to certain uh, frameworks, like legal frameworks, that is attributed to that cryptocurrency. 
So now you're getting to a point of something called smart contracts where the, all of that is underwritten already by the security of the network because it's like open source and so many nodes are, are validating these transactions. So then that supersedes like kind of international monetary laws. Yeah, so, so, so it's, it's in this weird like digital only sort of zone where yeah. you can trade because everybody's using that common currency, mm. everybody kind of buys into the laws of that common currency. Yeah, and then, it's all baked into yeah. using the currency. So it's automatically it's a, it's a lot easier a for like things. small businesses to kind of set mm -hmm. up on a cryptocurrency and start trading internationally mm. because you don't need to like hire an entire legal department to set up all of your your contracts yeah. and like it's negotiate all with all in. sorts of governments yeah. and all those things. And yeah, I think that brings it down to the ordinary man. We're probably getting it mm. in 2020. Well, that's when they're launching it. We don't yeah. know when it'll come here, but I, I suspect it might be soon. I think there's a lot of unbanked in Africa and a lot of people using Facebook who might not have bank accounts. I don't know how they're going to buy cryptocurrency without bank accounts, but who knows? Yeah, but I, I, I think it's awesome. Like people maybe on Facebook Marketplace will be trading in cryptocurrency yeah. instead yeah. of being and beholden to whatever currency they... I mean, there's a view that, in fact, your digital wallet that contains your cryptocurrency will be usable through Messenger and WhatsApp and everything else, so... But this is by no means a Bitcoin competitor or an Ethereum competitor. No, it's just a... No. It's a uniquely Facebook product, yeah. which makes Facebook more of, like, a bank and the entire internet and controlling your entire life. Yeah, so be, be a little bit afraid <laughs> of this. Be afraid. Yeah, okay. Cool. Thanks, Gavin. Uh, right. So, Gavin, mm. you're getting old. <laughs> Revelation! Oh, really? Do you think so? <laughs> so, like, there's a lot of talk about accessibility mm. um, across all platforms nowadays. Mm. And so you, I, I'm one of those people, my phone's always on silent. Yeah. Like, I get freaked out when <laughs> I hear my own phone ring. Um, even though I have a very special ringtone. Uh, <laughs> tell us, what's your ringtone? It's... Um, B-Boy Theory 99 oh or B-Boy 99. Oh, yeah, it's for me. Dude, if you ever played Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, oh, you'd know okay, the tune. No, okay, all right, okay. <laughs> anything, for, anything from Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Shout out to my 90s kids. All right, okay. <laughs> um, right, so, what, so your point is that you your use how You use, um, what's it called? Do Not Disturb. Often. Yes, yes. So luckily these days in most forms of android if you if you pull down the little toolbar from the top of the screen the do not disturb icons normally one of the the quick icons you can hit there just to silence your phone going into a meeting or you know whatever it is um the problem with that is you forget to turn it off right so now um people are trying to reach you and you're walking around the whole day with your phone on silent not realizing that you've forgotten to turn it off the uh the clever part is usually when you activate it in Android, it asks you, do you want to activate this for an hour or two hours? You can actually set that. And if you think your meeting is going to be 45 minutes, you know, you can set for that. But most people just hit it and forget about it. So here's my clever hack to get around that. You find an old pair of headphones that are broken. You cut off the headphone jack. And you take the headphone jack and you jack it into the phone. So all the audio from the phone is now being diverted to the headphone jack, except there are no headphones. But this way, you're conscious of the fact that there's a big thing sticking out of your phone, so yes. you remember to pull it out. That's actually very that's clever. That's a very clever idea, that, That's right? very clever. Very I, simple I, idea. You, you did not explain this to me before <laughs> we recorded. I was thinking about what, what is old <laughs> what man shout, <laughs> shouting, at a, shouting at now. <laughs> okay. So my, my very, very expensive and unnecessary solution <laughs> to all of this is keep your phone in silent and wear a smartwatch. 
purchase something that's going to vibrate on your wrist. Okay. And that's how I try not to miss calls. Okay. But the problem then is uh -huh. if I'm charging my watch and I'm walking around the house, um, then oh. I miss a hell of a lot of calls and stuff. That's okay. If it's important, they'll send a message. <laughs> yes. And mm. Yeah. And yeah. That's, okay. That's, that's, that's my... So the only other tip I'd like to add then, I saw, I saw Apple people do this first and I understand this is now available on most Android phones. You can set the, the camera flash to, to flicker when a call comes in so you can have the phone on silent but the, the flash is such a bright light that you notice it immediately even if the phone is um, lying on its back and you know the, and the flash is down on the table you actually see the light because it's so bright so even in broad daylight you can see the flash flickering alerting you that there's um, a call incoming but it's completely silent so that's another way to do it you can look for that under your accessibility uh, settings in your in your Android settings that's normally for people who have uh, poor eyesight, hearing problems, and yeah. so on. In under accessibility, you can set all those things, and now you can have a flashing light. That to touches on a, on a pain ringing. point of mine, Gavin. Mm. Like, why are we doing away with notification lights? Because mm. we want to shrink the bezels down, and now there's no room for notification lights on the front of our phones to tell I us see. when we, we got notifications. I, you know, I always try and turn off the damn notification lights because they bug me at night when the phone's next to my bed. And it's ah. like there's just a little You know, you can set timers on them, right? Oh, no, it's complicated, and you know how it is, and changing phones every week, and I'm going to set all that stuff up every time. So, so, so there's awesome things now, it's called uh -huh. voice actions. <laughs> so it's available on iOS and on, on Google uh -huh. Assistant, yeah. where you can actually set it, like yeah. a little routine, okay. where you can say, good night, and the phone will automatically... Man, this is a subject for a whole separate how-to. I'm aware of this. I've never used it. I've actually forgotten about this stuff. We need to get back into this. All right. Cool. We're yeah, gonna automation, get back into man. This. Automation. Right. We're going to have do a whole episode on automation. Mm. And that's it for that segment, Gavin. Mm. Take a lot. Mm. Take a lot, Tech Treasure, for this week. Mm. Let's look at how to add smarts to your TV. Right. Now, I used to be a big fan of simply getting a smart TV and using the apps on the damn TV. And Lindsay was always holding the opposite position, which is, why don't you get a media player, which you plug into the TV, which is a little computer in itself. Yes. And it just runs, you know, simple media apps and uh, video apps and this and kind of thing. And it's cheaper than dropping, what's the cheapest smart TV right now? Oh, I think it's like four and a half thousand rand. Yeah, come on. That's not a whole lot of money for a TV. It's not a whole lot uh, of money, but I mean, that, that, that software is severely outdated. So... Already. Um, okay, so, so there were six of one and a half dozen of the other. What's happened is my TV has become so old that the apps run very slowly. Yes. As the apps get upgraded, they get bigger and heavier, and yes. the TV's not getting any faster. So the apps run poorly, and what finally broke the camel's back was that the Amazon app just refused to run completely on the TV. When I was watching Amazon Prime Video, oh, one wow. of my favorites, and so the app just won't run anymore. And they, they told me this app is going to stop running on your TV, and then it stopped. So then I was forced to go to a media player. So now I'm in the same camp as Lindsay, but Lindsay has a favorite. And now we're looking at the, tape, at the Take A Lot offerings, and Lindsay's not even looking because he already knows what I, he wants. I, 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 I have an Apple TV. Uh -huh. It's a fourth gen Apple TV. It's not the 4K one because mm. I don't have a 4K TV, so why mm. do I need the 4K Apple TV? Mm. Um, and it's a 32 gig version, not the 64, mm. uh, because you only it's only there for, the storage is only there to store apps. Mm. You can't store any files locally. So, so the Apple TV, just for those who are not to be confused, there's now an app that's actually also called Apple TV. It's been reduced to software. Yes, but, but in that, South it Africa... Was a little, it was a little box. It was about, if you take four smartphones and stack them up, that's about the size yeah. of your Apple TV yeah. box, yeah? Mm -hmm. It's a little it's a little puck. 
Um, it's like a square little puck and mm -hmm. it sits under your TV. Old TVs mm -hmm. used to have like a little thing mm -hmm. carve out behind it where you could actually put the Apple TV mm -hmm. in. It okay. can connect, you can hard cable it to your Ethernet. Recommended. Or you can connect via Wi-Fi. It actually does very good on Wi-Fi. Okay. I'm catching right. pretty much my, right. my hard cable speed. Um, and it, you control it through a remote or via an Apple device, so an iPad or an, right. or an I mean, this iPhone. Is, this is useful so that one, one, of your, one of you can have the remote, the other one can yeah. control it with the phone. And actually, if you don't like the remote, you still got the phone as an option yeah. to control it. And it, it. runs a fork of iOS called TVOS. Mm. Um, and it runs pretty smoothly. I think there's a A8 chip in there, which is mm. the chip that was from. No, it's A9. It's from the 6S. Which is way more processing yeah. power than it actually needs. Yes. But you know, it makes it makes it really a fast experience. And as as someone who's not, uh, I'm a known anti-Apple uh, fanboy. Um, I have to concede that if I was going to buy one Apple device, this might be the device. It really does. It looks great. It works fast. It works reliably. It works as yeah. you expect it to work. Yeah. Yes. You plug it in, and if you have a Apple Apple ID mm. you can and you can buy movies off of iTunes mm. which is pretty much what the Apple TV app is in South Africa right so they've changed it now on we don't have access to their TV shows mm. um, bizarrely because they mm. couldn't get the rights deals through so it just shows up all your movies and stuff that you bought through iTunes mm -hmm. um, <coughs> you're streaming all of that you're not saving it locally on device um, it can interface with other network attached storage that you have on your uh, Wi-Fi. May I ask, as far as I know, you can't attach storage directly to it. No, you can't. Which is a bit of a pain, that. Because if you, with most media players, if you have a hard drive full of movies, you yeah. can just plug that into yes. your media player and access it. Like no, a, Apple is all about doing yeah, things yeah. over the internet, yeah. very well protected, and everything. <laughs> which, which does bring me to the non-Apple alternatives. Having, having said that we more or less in agreement that an Apple TV is the device you would want, that's yes. about... Apple two and TV a half, how much is, is that? 2,800 Rand on take that for the right current now. version? Yeah, that's for the fourth generation 32 right. gigabyte. Right. The similar 4K one, mm. which brings you a little bit more power, mm. is 3,399 Rand on take lot right now. Okay. And I will recommend that you get the Tough Love silicone remote case because it's like <laughs> a glass <laughs> remote with a little glass touchpad area All on right. the top. I and don't if it falls like, I don't like a couple that. times, it does. It's a glass, a piece of glass, like built into the remote control. It's just like asking for trouble. But you know? it's, it's cool. It's and I, I, to be honest, I didn't like the way it operated. I didn't like the touch of it. I, I struggled to, to manipulate it properly. So that Tough Love Silicone remote case is 135 Rand on take lot right now. Okay. Which, of course, is peanuts after you've paid 3,000 whatever rand for your media player. It's still <laughs> cheaper than buying a smart TV. Because okay. you can use your existing TV as long as you have an HDMI, now HDMI port. Now consider the alternatives. Um, one of the big players in South Africa for a while was called MyGika. That's M-Y-G-I-C-A. I see they're not as prolific on take a lot as they used to be. They've been overtaken by a couple of other brands. And to be honest, after you've used an Apple TV, the MyGeeka experience really does feel like several steps down. Yes. It runs Apple, the Apple T, uh, not the Apple the TV, Android. the Android TV application, as do most of the Apple competitors. And it works exactly like you expect Android to work. There's like an app store, you can download the Netflix yeah. app, you can download the, you know, the, the Vimeo app, you can download the Super Sport app, yes. which is great for watching sports highlights. All this kind of thing. And it, it runs in an Android-like environment. Um, I found you have to configure it carefully to get the resolution matched up nicely between your MyGeeka box and your TV, but it really is very affordable. And they make a big deal out of 
how much processing power is in the box because of course the processing power matters for if you're watching 4k streams things like that but in practice even the most entry-level players will play just fine um, the MyGeeker ATV 495 Max is a good buy at 1569 Rand um, uh, the alternatives would be the Xiaomi Mi Box which has been around for a while. It's very hard to get hold of, but I see it's available on Take-A-Lot for 1,500 Rand. I would expect that to operate very similarly to the MyGeeka. But why don't you tell us about your Google Chromecast yes, experience? Yes, so right First, now tell the, us what the that is. third generation Google Chromecast is selling for 892 Rand on Take-A-Lot. So it's a little dongle that you plug in, HDMI dongle, you plug into your TV. So and it plugs into an HDMI port yes, on the back of the TV. and you need to power it, so the, you right. need a power brick and the yeah. cable running in, the cable comes in the box. Mm -hmm. And then it acts as like a middleman between your internet stream and your TV. So on your phone, like on YouTube or something, if you're watching a YouTube video, there's a little cast but or a little cast icon. It's like a TV with three lines running, lines through, it. running mm. through it, where you can cast it to something. So you're actually telling the Chromecast to go fetch that stream from the internet mm. and pull it to the... Right, so so just to step through that again, you're watching a video on YouTube and you're thinking to yourself, or you're watching on your phone, yeah. and you're thinking to yourself, this would look better on my TV. Yes. So, you're sitting in your lounge, you turn on the TV, you switch to the channel that your Chromecast is connected to, yes. you're the HDMI channel your Chromecast is connected to, and then looking at your phone, you look for the cast button, which is the little TV screen with the lines running through it, you press on the button, and that instructs the stream to travel directly to your Google yes. Chrome and bypass your phone. Yes, mm. yes. So now your YouTube stream is running directly to your TV, to the Google Chromecast on your TV. Yeah. And you've now got big picture quality. Yes. Mm. Uh, you can do this also through the Netflix app if you're watching it through Chrome. Yes. I think also directly through the Netflix app. Yes, so if you go to well. Netflix.com, for example, and you're watching on a PC, you can just direct that stream yeah. to your TV as well using your Chromecast. This is what a Chromecast is. So for. how I have it set up on my network as well, I have a network attached storage device mm -hmm. where I have a bunch of movies mm -hmm. and stuff stored on, series and stuff. So that way, if I watch it through like VLC player, mm there is an option to cast it from there. So then it goes directly from the NAS to so, the Chromecast. So the VLC is very clever in that way. The, the internet doesn't, the, the, the video doesn't have to be coming in from the internet. It can actually be coming in from your network, but VLC is clever enough to tell it, this video is coming off that storage device on my home network, please send it to the Chromecast. Yeah. Which yeah. is jolly so clever. Chrome, Chromecast is pretty cool. It has its limitations, obviously. Yeah, like, to be honest, I've had one for about a year, and it has not been the most scintillating experience. My videos have all been <laughs> sticky, and I think my home Wi-Fi is maybe not resilient enough or something. But I, that's, I thought my home Wi-Fi was great until you tested on something like a Chromecast. Mm. Yeah, I've yeah. That's that's it for for the Take Light Tech Treasure. What else is going on? We need to do. We've now highlighted two things we need to do in, in forthcoming yes. episodes. We need to do automation on your phone, like voice action stuff. Yes, yes. And yes. we need to do how to sort out your <laughs> Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'm sure okay. we've done it before. Yes, we have, but it, it bears going over. Can't be can't be stressed enough. But like my top tip for that is just get the best router you can afford. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but let's not get into it because there's lots of different ways of managing your home Wi-Fi. Um, we cover this kind of thing on the regular in Tech Magazine. 
you can visit the Tech Magazine page on Facebook, Tech Magazine Czar, where we give out tips all the time. If you're subscribed to the magazine, we routinely cover how to improve your home situation, yes. all the digital devices in your home situation, and we cover what devices are going to work for you at this time. Cool. You can find me at thatopinionguy.co.za, um, where I review things, I pass my opinion on like what mobility is like right now it's state of the nation tonight Ooh. so i'll be have a big post uh, breakdown at, at the the for for the person in a hurry sona <laughs> for people in a hurry you're actually gonna go to all the trouble of doing that okay i cool. like it i like passing political commentary i'll, I'll read your summary there's, there's oh, a couple, there's a couple of videos coming up as well just talking about the new ministerial setups the department of energy minerals mm. and energy um yeah look out for all of those things on youtube i'm also that opinion guy and on social media, I'm sharpshooters. Mm. Um, Tech Magazine, our upcoming edition, covers the digital arts, especially if you're planning a career in the digital arts, be it sound engineering, be it digital design, be it uh, programming, anything like that. We cover how to get into those careers, which we think is important for the fourth industrial revolution. Oh my gosh, Kevin. <laughs> there, the, I said it. <laughs> it's not the forthcoming fourth industrial revolution. For it's IR. the current fourth industrial Fourth Industrial Revolution. Oh, oh my God. Okay, what, what what are the bets it's going to come up in the Sonos speech? It's no, definitely going to come up. Didn't um, what's the face says now set up a commission for oh, the fourth. For that. Oh my goodness. Yes. Uh, now Lady Pandor. Okay, is now here's a topic we're going to cover in one whole show. <laughs> we're going to commit to the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Don't forget to email us your techie questions at overclocked at gmail dot com. Email us your techie questions because this is episode number 42. We guarantee that we will give you a professional and expert answer in our next episode, episode number 43. Cool. Over See you and next out week. for me. Bye.